When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Chelsea fans, and uh, welcome along to our latest Blue is the Colour podcast. We've got Chelsea writer Oliver Harbord with us again this afternoon. Good afternoon, Ollie. Afternoon. And uh, we've also invited, because we haven't got a West Ham podcast yet, poor, poor, poor fella. Um, we've, Sympathy, yeah, we've invited Sam Incasol, our West Ham writer, in on this after West Ham-Chelsea game. So good afternoon to you too, Sam. Afternoon, lads. Um, We'll start with the game on Monday night. Obviously, you two um, were off yesterday, so we couldn't do a kind of a immediate reaction to it after the game. But um, Chelsea, as ruthless and as clinical as, as we kind of expected them to be, Ollie. Yeah, I mean, it was almost the perfect away performance, slightly tainted, I guess, by the goal right at the end of the game. But it was just um, it was a counter-attacking masterclass, really. Uh, you know, the, the beginning of the game, West Ham came out strongly they really pushed hard the atmosphere was building and it was just an absolutely brilliant counter-attacking move that that just completely stunned everyone really Kante as we've seen all season stealing the ball away into Hazard back to Pedro first time back to Hazard around the keeper and goal and it was just a you know as I'm sure Sam will admit to as well just a stunning counter-attacking goal that really knocked the stuffing out of West Ham and from there it was just a pretty plain sailing really it felt to me like the kind of the perfect Chelsea goal under Conte almost kind of encapsulated everything that he he prides himself on in this Chelsea team that they've got the player in Kante that can win those balls I I mean I think you'd agree Sam that West Ham actually started quite brightly and then obviously this goal comes out of nothing just a moment of quality and then all of a sudden it the whole complexion of the game just changes yeah they did I mean they West Ham started really well without really threatening um, but they were very much on top. Um, Victor Moses, I think, he managed to win a header against Andy Carroll, which was kind of when everyone in the London Stadium took a collective breath where they thought, here we go, this is going to be the opening goal. And then it, and it turned out that Andy Carroll just got a massive bruise on his nose as opposed to a goal. What stood out for me about that first goal was that that's the kind of thing that champions do. Yeah. Is that they were poor. I think Ollie would, help, would agree with me there. They were poor mm. for the first 20 minutes. First time they got a sniff, a single sniff of goal, and they scored. Yeah, absolutely right. And the the thing is about that sort of style of play, the counter-attacking play as well. Sam alluded to to the Moses header was that you need your defence to be rock solid, and there's no point playing counter-attacking football if you're going to leak goals in. And you know West Ham, we knew with Andy Carroll starting, they were going to they were going to put long balls in there, they were going to put crosses in there. Uh, I know Slaven Bilic after the game said he was disappointed that more players didn't get into the box. But what they did do, Chelsea, even though they were pouring the ball, sounds absolutely right. They weren't, you know, they weren't linking the play whatsoever in that first 20, 25 minutes. What they did do was just they won everything in their own box. And we've been slightly critical over the last couple of weeks about the headers, and you know they conceded five headers out of the last six goals. But they stood stood up to the test. I thought David Luiz was an absolute rock in the centre, and you, that's what you need from your defence. And, and as Sam says, that's what champions do. You know, they they go and win games like that when they need to. And it was just a wonderful counter-attacking goal. And I thought the Antonio Conte actually, um, there was a quote that 
they didn't quote him as such, but Chelsea, the Chelsea Twitter account I noticed after the game um, spoke about how Conte had said that he he was furious with the the goal going in then because if it had been in the 85th minute, not the 91st minute, it would have mm. put Chelsea under pressure. And it was like his immediate focus after the game was all about the goal they conceded, which just kind of sums up the perfectionist that that he is really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was. A- particularly sloppy bit of play really Very from, from Chelsea yeah absolutely West Ham had pushed up they brought IU on and, and they had you know a bit of extra energy in there and and um, it did taint things a little bit and you're right I mean Conte is he is a perfectionist he will be just as disappointed about that goal going in as he will be happy about the other two uh, Chelsea goals going in And but then at the end of the day it's three points ten points clear at the top of the table again just a word on Eden Hazard then I'm, I'm interested yeah. to know because obviously there have been a few standout individual displays at the, at the London Stadium sadly for West Ham <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah Nasser Chadley for West Brom <laughs> yeah he's brilliant that day do you think Hazard's performance was the best of the lot or, or would you say maybe Kante's no. performance was the best of the lot Kante's was one of the best midfield performances I've seen yeah um I just I think I'm I'm the same as everyone. I think he's probably the player of the year for me in the Premier League. He's outstanding. Well, there was um, that there was that little. It was a clip that obviously went viral. That little dart where he, yeah. I don't know how he managed to keep the ball in play, let alone. I don't know what Sofian Faguli was doing defensively, but to pass the ball to yourself twenty yards is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say. Uh, Hazard's performance, I think, was it well, obviously was standout. Um, I think Alexis Sanchez was was better when he scored the hat trick. Um, but with Hazard, I just love it when he gets the ball. He's just so direct with it. He just takes people on, and he was and he knew he was up against Sheku Kuyate, who's obviously a big six foot. What have you? Not the most lumbering, nimble. powerful man, but he's not a nippy little right wing back that yeah. can compete with him like an Aspilicueta or someone like that. He, he can't keep up, and, and Hazard just tore him to bits. Um, it was it was a rough night for him, but I say um, the first goal took it superbly. Just 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 shifted it a yard or so, a little bit wider, so he had a bit so he had more of an angle. And Darren Randolph was in no man's land and just tapped it in. It was and, easy. And again for that goal, we're seeing that relationship between Hazard and Pedro just mm. off Costa that's really flourishing now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pedro probably had his quieter game, I'd say, mm. for the last sort of few weeks. Obviously, he's been we've talked about him quite a bit about how he's been a real stand-up and. But yeah, he had a quiet game, but he still provided one of the best moments of the game, and and that's the understanding they've all got now. And I think that's that's sort of key when you, you know, there's been a lot of debate about William and Pedro, who do you play? But I think now that Conte settled on Pedro, you start to build that relationship, like you do in any defensive partnership. Maybe at the back, you know, if you get two centre backs or three centre backs playing regularly together, they get to know each other better. And the fact they have Hazard, Costa, Pedro playing regularly together now. Um, you know there is that relationship there and, and it, you know the London Stadium it was just perfect for them because it's such a big pitch the gaps there we talked about it before we knew that they'd be able to exploit it if they got the chance and that was just that one chance they needed to do when Hazard and Pedro do play like the way that they did as well it allows Costa to have an off night which mm. I think he kind of did on on Monday he wasn't at his brutal bullish best that we can see but You've got two 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 other players that can pick up the slack for him if he's if he if it's not quite rolling for him, which it wasn't. Well, Costas, I mean, he's had a, you could say he's had a, an off few weeks mm. really, which is you know he's not without being the the bruising force that he is. You know, he's not 
setting the world alight where the others are but yeah he's still getting in those goals and that's the thing about him you know he, he, he could have had like another one he came off his knee he could have had the other one with Randolph yep. made a good save yep. um, right but, place right time for the exactly, goal as well exactly and that's just what happens and that's that's why he's become such a key striker and one of the, one of the best strikers in the league because mm. you know, he just gets himself into these positions and he always has a chance to score and more often than not he's taken we'll just um, move on to the obviously the big news for Chelsea this week is um, Mayor of London has uh, obviously granted Chelsea uh, planning permission to move ahead with with the stadium uh, renovation. Do you want to just um, give a bit, shed a bit of a light on the on the situation regarding the stadium and 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 how big big a moment this is in the history of the football club? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, obviously the first hurdle was the Hammersmith and Fulham Council um, giving their you know, green light to it and the planning permission, and, and it always had to go through the mayor of London. And I don't think there was there was much doubt that it was going to get. Uh, I think there were slightly tweaks, maybe a few tweaks here and there, but very small ones that need to go through. And and the fact that he's now given the green light, and it wasn't just the fact he gave the green light. You know, is some of the comments calling it what can be a jewel of London's sporting crown. And it just so shows the project that is going on. I know somebody <laughs> won't agree with that, but no. But I mean, it's, I think it's the sign of, of what the stadium can be. And I think um, you know, obviously, the next stage now is is the funding towards it, and where that does come from. You know, five hundred million pounds. They they're saying is is, is what it's going to cost. I mean, we've discussed this earlier. I'm not sure five hundred million pounds is is exactly what the figures final figure is going to come out with. If you look at What's happened at Spurs' new stadium as well? It's a um, nice, little, nice little dig about the uh, jewel in London Sporting Crown. This is your opportunity. <laughs> this is your opportunity. Of course, London Stadium has been voted um, stadium, the best stadium in the world. Yep. Would you believe? Would you believe? Yeah. Best stadium in the world. Be interested to know what Chelsea uh, fans think of that. Yeah. But it is wonderful. I have a concert as well, apparently. Yeah, very good concert. This um, is your opportunity to offer some sort of defence um, of the London Stadium, if, 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 you, if you want to, that is. It's, it's actually, it is quite tough to defend the London Stadium um, because everyone, everyone sees it, everyone, 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 knows what, everyone knows it's an athletics ground. Do you, were you... Obviously, there, there were kind of police measures in place to ensure that there yeah. w- wasn't a repeat of the violence that we saw sure. pre-Christmas. Mm. Um, you two were there at the, at the game on Monday. No kind of signs of anything like that? Any... No. any I mean, during no. the match, there was, you know, there's no. the usual banter between crowds, and but there was no real sign of it boiling over. Obviously, there was. If the, anything, I saw more West Ham fans arguing amongst themselves than. But that's been with sort of with during the season, hasn't has, it? Really? Has. The security was incredibly different yeah. from the last time the two sides met in December. Um, Obviously, there was there was the one moment where uh, after Hazard's goal, the fans yes. seemed to jump over but Stewart's obviously got to him pretty quickly which was yeah. you know good to see but apart from that no nothing really that which was a good thing so we were you know there was the press room was packed absolutely packed to the rafters but you know everyone was able to talk about the football rather than off the field stuff which is what we want to see really isn't it I'm rating for the food out of 10 no Chelsea, this could become this could become a, a regular fixture in terms of, in the podcast in terms of how it compares to Chelsea's. Chelsea's Chelsea. food was good. I was obviously there opening day of the season. Ooh. Chelsea's food was good, but it's not as good. The best I've had this season is Watford. Oh, Watford is good, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a left field one. I was expecting Watford, is, Watford. I was there last weekend, and I'll tell you some chicken truffle things, <laughs> and cold cuts of meat, and oh, oh. 
Oh, well, it's, got um, me, it's got me hungry now. Go to, go to Vicarage Road. Roll on next season's <laughs> trip to Vicarage Road then. I think the one thing about the London Stadium that is not really benefiting West Ham and hasn't done all season is just the fact that it doesn't. It's not a terrifying place to go to anymore. You know, you went to Upton Park, you went to the bowling ground, and, and you know the London Stadium is never going to be the same as that. We know that, but there's no sense of fear going to that ground. There's no, you know. Not the same atmosphere. Nowhere near, and, and you know the atmosphere was building before the first goal. You felt yeah, it because West Ham were on top, and as soon as that goal went in, it just it out of there. absolutely, yeah. you know, burst the bubble mm. as a uh, West Ham ah, ah. Uh, And, <laughs> and that, it was just... that was recorded as well. By the way. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Send your review, Solly Harbour. That's fine. Uh, and, but the problem was it just never built up again after that, and you know, yeah. the, and by the time the Lanzini goal went in, half the half the stadium was empty. And I think that maybe with Chelsea's new stadium, that is one of the fears of moving into a brand new stadium like that and 60,000 people and the atmosphere just dying away. I think I think Chelsea can do a lot of learning about what went wrong, maybe atmosphere-wise at the Emirates obviously gets a lot of stick for, for its atmosphere there and, and the London Stadium. And I think going forward, designing the stadium, they need to make sure that atmosphere is on one on the top of the list. It's the FA Cup this weekend. Um, What's that? this is the bit where we turn, turn you on yeah, feel yeah, free yeah, to yeah, leave, leave. <laughs> um, Manchester United on Monday night so again a whole week's kind of break for um, for Chelsea Manchester United are in Rostov in the Europa League um, do you think that's going to have a significant impact on how Jose Mourinho lines his side up at, at Stamford Bridge um, I think it will give him another excuse that he'll come out with if they lose the game on, on Monday night. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about it in his pre-match press conference as well. I think he will... I don't think it will too much. I think because, you know, they're playing Thursday night. They have got until Monday to sort of get over the, the playing journey and recover. I think he'll obviously go for his strongest team. You know, knows Latan we know now because of the ban as well. So I think he will... I don't think it should make too much of an effect on them. I think if it was a Sunday game, it might do, but I think that maybe extra mm. day's rest or so will be okay. For How them. do you think the Zlatan suspension is going to impact on him? He's been obviously such a crucial part of of their attacking play recently and, and the scored, obviously, the, the goals against Southampton in the EFL Cup final. He's kind of been their go-to man when they've needed um, crucial goals. And obviously, after the 4-0 defeat, they'll be you know, hell-bent on you know avenging that and they're without a key component yeah. in that eleven. I think it's the chance, someone you know, like the like the likes of Marcus Rashford, to to step up. Anthony Martial as well as obviously he's not had a not had a, they've not had seasons anywhere near like they did last year. Um, so the Chelsea will definitely have to be aware of those two, I think, because they're going to be on a mission um, to prove that Manchester United is not just all about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which to be fair, at the time of the season it has been. Yeah, I think a few of the Chelsea fans, you know, looking on Twitter, some of the responses were slightly surprising, actually a bit gutted that he's not in the match. Um, they sort of fear the pace of Martial and Rashford up against the likes of, you know, Louise and Cahill. Um, I personally, you know, delighted that he's not playing really in a way because, let's be honest, if it comes to the towards the end of the game and it's a tight game and a big chance falls to a, pl- to a striker... Who's more likely going to take that chance, Zlatan or, or Rashford or or Martial, who are under a little bit of pressure? Whereas Ibrahimovic won 32 career titles, you're more, he's more likely going to stick it in the back of the net, isn't he? So I think for Chelsea, I think it's a massive, massive boost that he won't be playing. Do you think, obviously, Conte's used 
some of his fringe options in in previous rounds. The Wolves win was great for Fabregas, possibly potential for him to be starting again. Um, but you'd think, particularly given they've got a week break, that he would go fairly strong, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think he I think he will go for a full eleven, strongest eleven. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. I think if you know if the FA Cup draw had been a little bit friendlier, if they had got you know Lincoln City or they had maybe even got Millwall, he might have gone for not not his weakened a weakened side but you know he would have brought in the likes of uh, you know Chalaba might have got another run out or Nathan Ake, Nathan Ake might have got a run out and I, I just don't see that happening against Man U I think it's too big a match there's too much riding on it you know he wants that double and I think he sees it as a good opportunity for that and as you say with a week's break and then you know they've got the Stoke game again on the Saturday which is another they've got another few days before that I don't see why he would risk you know, changing the squad whatsoever. Do you, do you think um, with with this lineup that he's that he's got, it's just all about the continuity, Sam? And yeah. that given they're on such a roll, I mean, there doesn't look to be Monday proved it. There doesn't look to be any signs of sort of complacency whatsoever about those players. Do you, do you think it's a difficult one because he's used the competition as a way of being able to get some of the players that. Fabregas comes in, does a does a probably a better better job than Matic would have done in that Wolves fixture, but it just looks like whoever he puts in that eleven at the moment, they're they're going to do the job. I think what he's what he's um, what he's brought in is that he's he's got the, all the players want to play, they want to play for Conte, they want to be a part of this team that's on this roll right now. They don't want to. They won't want to lose their spot in the squad, even if it is the FA Cup game for Manchester United or Stoke away. They they want. They want to be part of this title winning squad because I do still obviously think they will win the title. Um, and that's what I like about what Conte's done. Um, he, he's made it into such a tight unit, such a good group. Well, I was just going to say, given what's happened at Arsenal this week with Alexis, or over the last seven days or so with Alexis Sanchez. I mean, cost the the whole Diego Costa um, bust up China rumours thing. Like, how quickly was that swept mm. under the yeah, carpet? And true, yeah. and you look at the challenge Arsene Wenger now has of Alexis Sanchez. I mean, he looked he looked uninterested last night. He, he didn't didn't look with it. Obviously, Ian Robin, former Chelsea player, of course, goes on and scores that goal, which Alexis more more or less teed him up for. Um, <laughs> I guess you you've got to you've got to look back on that Conte Costa. That could have been a you know a really critical juncture in the season, mm. and really you know taking Chelsea off track. But that was testament to mm. his man management. management quality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it showed the strength of of his character and the fact that you know no player is bigger than the club. Uh, obviously, when things are going well, it's it, you know it makes it a little bit trickier. I'm sure if Arsenal were in Chelsea's position, then the, the Sanchez stuff might well get brushed under the carpet as well but you know everything the spotlight's on Arsenal at the moment and Sanchez in particular I mean I said earlier you know Czech got away with murder in that video of of Sanchez laughing because he's laughing just as hard (laughs) next to him and nobody seemed to pick up on it but obviously the spotlight's on Sanchez I think the the thing about um, we're talking about the continuity in Conte as well is the continuity in his substitutions as well you know he used the exact same ones for Swansea and Man, uh, West Ham in the last couple of weeks. You know, he brought Matic on, he brought Zuma on, and he brought Willian on, all at very similar times in the game, just to shore things up. Funny, he, everyone knows their role. Yeah, I think. Oh, he, I think yeah. under him. Is that yeah. Fair? yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and I think that 
he makes it very clear what he wants from the team. Uh, you know, we, again, we talked about it before. The fact they don't have European football is a massive boost in the sense of that they have the players fit constantly. Um, but yeah, you're right. Everyone knows what they're doing. That's in, interesting. You bring that up. Do you think this season ends a bit of a bit of a misnomer? Yes, in a way, I guess. I mean, it's, it's definitely easier, isn't it? I oh, yeah. Mean, it's, it's definitely easier. And I think the big test under Conte will be next season when he yeah. does have European football to contend with as well. And that's why the sum will be so kicked mm-hmm. over who they buy, the amount of money available to him, where he boosts the squad. Um, and I think, but, you know, it's, it's not his fault. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, only, there's only no. one... I mean, you could say a few of the players are to blame for last yeah. season, but, you know, there's a, a big manager's name out there that you can blame just as much for that uh, for last season. So... Yeah, I think that next season will be uh, the big sort of uh, showing. Nice of nice we had a question um, a little bit earlier, just ha- having a little little stroll through here. Um, question from one of our fans um, on our at Chelsea underscore FL Twitter account: Will Sanchez come to Chelsea? Now, what a what a what a statement of intent that would be, and B what a way of just putting a dagger through the hearts of everyone at Arsenal because let's face it without him that club's only going downwards absolutely I mean I can't see I, I can't see Sanchez being there next season I really can't um, the, the, the suggestion is that Arsenal will try and ward off any bids from Chelsea yeah, from the Premier League I think yeah. Pep Guardiola would obviously be a big rival to Conte anyway given Guardiola and Sanchez's relationship but you'd be surprised if they're not you know, monitoring developments, and I think they'll definitely go for it. I think uh, I, it sort of depends a little bit on. I mean, obviously, you know, Arsenal whether they'll accept any bids, but then if the right bid comes in, I mean, they can't sort of mess around with it. You know, he's out of contract next season; they don't want him to go for free. Um, and it sort of depends on on Sanchez's state of mind as well, whether it, you know how much he really appreciates what Arsenal have done for him in a way. You know, if he wants to, if he's not bothered and just wants to go to another Premier League side and stay in the Premier League, then it's either Chelsea or City. Definitely, yeah. it depends whether, he, in his mind, he thinks, well, you know, United maybe I could go to Juventus or I could go to PSG. I, I think who's Chelsea it, who, could fit easily. Is he, is he likelier to win the Champions League at Juventus or, no, or PSG no, than Chelsea? No, absolutely no. not. And I think Chelsea's the at the moment and the way they're going. Chelsea are just as much going to win it as anyone else and I think that's where he and the Premier League as well not just that I think he wants a Premier League title and I can see it being at Chelsea Do you think if he did join hypothetically speaking um, Conte would do everything to I, I guess that's one of the could be one of the difficulties he faces this summer in that if he wants to take Chelsea to the next level he's going to have to buy players he genuinely considers upgrades mm. on what he's already got now, central midfield, I think a lot of people would consider the one area, or that and centre-half, possibly, maybe wing-backs as well. Maybe the, the two or three areas where Chelsea definitely require an upgrade. When you consider Pedro and Hazard's form, you, I mean, you'd imagine Alexis would be an automatic yeah. contender, but does that then almost give Conte another man-management problem there in that at the moment he's got, he's got a collective, even with individual superstars like Hazard and Costa... He's got a collective team unity and spirit. Going out and buying superstars like Sanchez, is there a threat of upsetting the harmony at all there? Yeah, I guess there is. But then also, you know, the the harmony, as Sam sort of mentioned before, if you're in a team of winners and you're winning things, 
you kind of you're happy to play yeah. any sort of role. I think the thing with Sanchez at the moment, obviously he wants to play every game. That's the sort of person he is, as a lot of footballers are. But he's also part of a team that isn't doing the job at the moment, and that's why his demeanour has been so sort of bad, really, in the last few weeks. If he's in a team that is doing well, that is winning games, that is up for the Premier League title and potentially Champions League in the future, I think maybe you'd see a player who's a bit more aware of what's going on and being able to fit into the squad rather than just being the star man. Mm. I no disrespect to him, but I think it would be Pedro that would have to make way, mm. no matter how good he's been this season. Do do you worry slightly that when you've got three players as good and as individually brilliant as they are in Sanchez, Hazard, Costa, do you worry that they almost kind of might impede on one another almost? You can have too many cooks boiling the broth, can't you? You can. Um, but to be, for me, obviously you've got Costa, which is just a big bully in centre forward. No one's going to trade on his toes, literally and figuratively speaking. Um, and Hazard and the likes of Sanchez will just interchange. So I don't think it is necessarily. It's not like you've got four of the same player there. No. You've got yeah. one centre forward. Sorry, you've got three of the same player. Sorry, you've got one centre forward and you've got two nippy wingers and wing forwards. They'll get to the ball and cross the ball in, or, or do whatever, do whatever it is they want to do, scoring goals. Um, and and they'll, just, they'll just interchange with each other. So I don't think that would happen and if, if Sanchez was. And in, that sy- in the system that he plays, you know, I think that those three guys are allowed to just do what they want. In a way, they're allowed to. They're allowed, they're given this free reign to just wreak havoc. And when you've got the likes of Kante giving you protection, you've got the wing backs giving you some protection as well, and you've got the three centre backs. You know the the work off the ball. Obviously, there is that element of it. And Sanchez, we've seen how hard he can work off the ball as well. I don't think, as much as you know, you could talk about egos. Maybe I think that they just work so well together, really. And obviously, you've got um, the the fact that Sanchez can play down the middle as well. Yeah, that's absolutely. that would be a huge. Because I think the problem Chelsea might have this summer is that they go out and look for strikers they think are going to significantly. You know, give them a good alternative to Costa. Mm. Why don't you buy a player that can operate in one of those two roles behind him, but also then deputise for him and then bring Willian and Pedro in when? Well, that's what I mean. That's what he's done the few times that Costa hasn't played this season. He's played Willian, Pedro, and Hazard rather than playing Batshuayi down the middle. And I think that yeah, as you say, Sanchez can play down the middle just as, just as well as anyone. Um, and I think that he, if you did bring him in, I mean, if it hap- if it carries on like this in the summer. I think and say he does bring in a player like Sanchez even if he brings in another striker I think you know you might well see William leaving in the summer because well, someone's has, someone has to make he's way. too good a player to be riding the bench for that long someone um, has to make and way. if you know as, as well as Pedro is playing and he is playing very well he's sort of one of the, one of the first names on the list at the moment William deserves to be more than a bit part player I think that at, at a club and, it, and you know I'm sure there'll be the likes of I tell you, a Sanchez William kind of not swap deal because obviously they're not worth both in the same in monetary terms. But like if Chelsea said we'll give you William plus X amount of cash for Sanchez, the William Gallas Ashley Cole yeah. trade well, of our time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, but but that's the thing, you know, William at the moment, you know, he'd walk into that Arsenal side, wouldn't he? he would. But he but he's not getting into the Chelsea side, and I think that you know he he, he does he's such a good player. 
he deserves to be playing more regular first team football, and I think he could quite easily go in the summer if things if they bring if they bring in reinforcements who they who they think are above him, then you might well see him depart. Manchester United have obviously been linked with William. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll turn the attention very quickly to um, to Monday. How do you how do you see it going? Do you think Conte can inflict more misery on Mourinho? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I know it's a completely different United sort of setup and mind frame to what to the one that won that lost. Sorry, four 0 against Chelsea last time, but I still think Chelsea have the edge over them. Um, obviously, with Zlatan not being there as well, is a big loss. Um, and I just whether Conte will carry on this really counter-attacking. I think it's a bit more dangerous giving United as much of the ball as they gave West Ham in that first opening 20-25 minutes. But you know, I still think that. That Chelsea will go and do a job on them on Monday night. It was that Chelsea defeat which is what kicked United up the backside, wasn't mm. it? That four and never looked at how many they lost since then. Not a lot. Probably a couple, mm. one or two. Um, I think it will be a lot. Of, it won't be four nil. No. I can't see that no. happening again. But I do still think Chelsea will have too well. Will be too good for them. There's something about Mourinho going back to Stamford Bridge, and it's just going to bring an extra gear out of Chelsea. I think, and they were in cruise control on Monday night. Not exactly wasted a lot of energy. I'm going yeah. for a red card at some point as well. Uh, I can see it happening at some point. And a Herrera. Yeah, yeah I can He's see it. He's always somebody, got a bit of a wild, it's, it's, wild reckless challenge or bite or something like Monday that. Monday night under the lights at Stamford Bridge. Mourinho has been giving it the mind games. The atmosphere is, is going to be pretty pumped up. I can see somebody losing the head or you know a couple of a couple of yellows here and there. And uh, yeah, I could definitely see someone someone going. But I'm, I'll go for a 2 1 Chelsea one, I think. Chelsea win. I reckon it'll be 2-0 I don't think Chelsea will concede 2-0 nice I, um, I, I, I think 1-0 personally I think I think you're right I think it'll be a lot tighter than it was pre-Christmas but I, I just just a machine at the moment I can't see I can't see anyone the big stopping blue machine. Really. Mm. I, I mean no replays as well it look, extra time and penalties of course. course I, I think it looks a difficult route to the final on paper when you, you you'd imagine Despite their struggles this week, <laughs> Arsenal would get past Lincoln. Oh, 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 and you, count your chickens. Yeah, and oh. you'd, you'd imagine Spurs will get past Millwall. Yeah. City Middlesbrough might be quite interesting. Mm. Um, I wouldn't. Man City side will be not weak, not, not weakened because they've not got exactly got a weakest squad of day, but that'll be rotated. I think you could feasibly see a, the top four how this season might finish in in Spurs in, in Chelsea, Spurs, City, Arsenal in whatever order you want to place them in. Could see that as your final four at Wembley, so it's it's going to be a difficult route to the final. You'd mm. imagine for Conte and, mm. and Chelsea either way. Um, we've just hit the thirty-minute mark, which is about the time we, we wrap things up. So that seems like a very good. Oh, oh I'm sorry, so sorry. <laughs> Sam was just like hoping we. I had another ten <laughs> topics to to open the open up, but uh, but no, we'll uh, we'll leave you there. Thank you very much for for joining us again, um, and we'll be back uh, probably next next Wednesday again, I'd imagine, uh, after the Man United game to. Uh, to reflect back on that if the Blues have advanced to the semi-finals of course and um, as ever you can follow all the latest Chelsea news www.football.london um, or on Twitter too at Chelsea underscore FL and uh, search for us Chelsea football.london on Facebook and give us a like uh, have a great afternoon and uh, talk to you next week goodbye